All right, Joe, were you selling drugs in Frederick? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> yes. It's the class of 1980. 40, 40 years. 40 years indeed. It is the class of 1980 from the thriving metropolis of Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Thanks for tuning in for the third installment in our grand little experiment here. Interviews with uh, your classmates. We would love to interview you also. So make sure to contact me on uh, Facebook, on the the alumni page, or any of the other uh, ways that you... I have my email address up there, phone number also. You can text me. So... um, love to hear from you. I am Dean Martin, and this is Interviews with the Class of 1980. Well, we're here today with Joe Harbaugh Ryder. We know her as Joe Harbaugh from the early days. Uh, I was glad that she could take a few minutes to talk to us today. So, Joe, how are you doing? I'm I'm fine. I'm well. Thank Good. you. Good. Surviving the uh, COVID-19 crisis? As best that I can, yes. I'm taking as many precautions as I can. I'm abiding by the law. Who would have thought that uh, the law would be to stay inside? But that is what I'm doing. And I have to go to Frederick one day a week. And other than that, to the grocery store. And that's about it. Are you able to work from home the rest of the week? Yes, I do work from home most of the time. Well, before we get into what you're doing now, give us a uh, giant overview of where you've been, uh, famous celebrities you've met, and what all you've done since uh, we all left high school together. Oh, wow. So it's probably not going to be giant. It'll be just a small scale. So um, after graduating high school, I remained at Sunnyway Foods for a while. I enjoyed my time there. They were very good to me. Um, then I, uh, went off and I was waiting tables. <clears throat> What'd you do exciting at Sunnyway Foods? I worked nights there stocking shelves for a little bit after high school. Um, well, Betty and I, Betty worked in the snack bar area and I worked in the deli. And as you know, the snack bar was uh, directly above the deli. People would go... <laughs> up to eat have a little bite to eat and then they continue their shopping they'd come into the deli and say hey didn't i just see you upstairs that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had a lot of fun there so after that like i said i waited tables and eventually made my way down to frederick when i got married My first husband actually worked for the Department of Defense. And so Frederick was kind of uh, in between Greencastle and I believe it was Silver Spring that he was working in at the time. So that's how I made my way down to Frederick. And that was back in 1989. I kind of, you know, did small things in in and around the city. (laughs) <laughs> that didn't that's, sound good. that's so yeah. ambiguous. <laughs> All right, Joe, were you selling drugs in Frederick? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, we we, oh we all have things we regret, so that's that's all right. Frederick's a great city. I I uh I like Frederick. Good places to eat there. 
Oh my goodness, yes. It's a, uh, if you cannot find something interesting to do in Frederick, you are not leaving your house. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's a ton of things to see. Like you said, great restaurants. You know, the Weinberg is down there. Carroll Creek. Just the little shops that are so quaint to go in and out of. So after, I guess, um, I was married for about six years. And that kind of went south. Uh, I divorced and I stayed in Frederick until 2003 uh, when I moved back to Hagerstown or this area, Hagerstown. While I was in Frederick, I worked as a transcriptionist for a doctor's office. There were six providers. I actually got my foot in the door of transcription at the Gettysburg Surgical Associates and worked my way up. I left the doctor's office and then I went to work for Frederick Health Hospital um, as a transcriptionist. And after two years of doing that, I took a liaison position in the same department. And after that kind of dissolved, I went into a quality assurance type position. So I'm a transcriptionist, uh, transcription quality assurance specialist right now. Cool. Yes. It's a good title. Yes, it is. (laughs) So did you work from home some before the pandemic or just since this started? Um, when I first started there as a transcriptionist, I worked from home five days a week. And then I decided to take this position and I went into the hospital five days a week. So I was traveling back and forth for, well, I've been there for 16 years. So 14 of those years, I was traveling back and forth. As of the last two years, I've been working part-time home, part-time in the office down in Frederick. Betty was supposed to be on the call with us today, so we're going to we're going to brag on her since she she uh, <laughs> she stood aside. What what's the the goofiest thing that Betty did in high school that you can tell on her? Oh my. Well, I don't know about Betty doing goofy things. I know I did a lot of goofy things. Uh-oh. <laughs> um What's the goofiest thing you did? Oh gee. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, all right. <laughs> What's your best memory of high school? Um, just the friends that I made. Just elementary school. I went to Shady Grove, or we went to Shady Grove. You know, carrying on, having good times, laughing, crying sometimes. <laughs> and the teachers, uh, Mr. Gearhart, bless his heart, he made a great impact on my life. I mean, he was the the best teacher, in my opinion. So you've lived several different places in your life, but tell us about uh, interesting, uh, an interesting place that you've been or vacationed or what stands out to you there. Oh, well, I love to travel, I guess. Okay, so I, I can't go through this interview and not say that I was married a second time. <laughs> and we got married on the island of St. Lucia. Oh, my goodness. So that was that was very interesting. Um, I've been to the Cayman Islands, Mexico. I've been on two or three cruises, and of course, you make you know ports of calls throughout your cruise, and 
So a lot of my visits to other countries were through um, cruises like Haiti, Mexico, and a handful of other ones. Did you do most of the Caribbean cruises or did you do any like the Alaskan cruise or anything like that? You know, I always wanted to do the Alaskan or maybe even the New England cruise, um, but I never have. And to be quite honest with you, at this point, I don't know that I ever want to be on another cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this has been horrible for it's gonna it's gonna be horrible for the cruise industry for a long time. But uh, I can't imagine being on those ships and quarantined to your room for weeks and weeks now it's been and they finally were able to yeah. go to port yeah it's um it's quite scary when you really think about it i mean i would i i just like when this all started happening i couldn't imagine this happening like the whole world is pretty much shut down it's just unbelievable Right, and in the medical, you're in the medical profession, so you're on the front lines or seeing the front lines of it. I, a couple of weeks ago, just as this was starting to hit, I had a routine physical, and uh, of course, you know, it was just starting to hit the news media, and I'm asking everyone to come in contact in the office from the first uh, nurse that let me in and to, to the uh, doctor. You know, what what do you guys think is going to happen here? And this was before the shutdown. They said, "I'll ah, just, you know, just wash your hands. You'll be fine." Well, of course, that's all changed now. So, I, I guess I'm interested in what you are seeing, what your colleagues are saying. Uh, we get uh, daily incident command center updates every day, and it's just like you would hear on the news. Um, the precautionary steps that you hear on the news is what we're getting then, you know, either the day of or the day after from the hospital. Like <clears throat> last week, there was, we didn't have to wear a mask if we were just going into the hospital and not being around patients. But now they're recommending that you do wear a mask if you go into the hospital just to protect yourself and you know, protect the patients. We're always, you know, the patients are our, of utmost importance to us there, as any hospital should be. And washing your hands and, you know, just keeping your distance. Um, if we're not in a position uh, while we're at the hospital to keep six feet between us, then we must wear a mask. Now, when Maryland's governor closed down the state, a week and a half ago or whatever it was, he he was fearful and I think he said publicly that, you know, Baltimore City is going to be like New York City in a couple of weeks. And I guess I don't see that. I, You know, New York has Chinatown, a high uh, Chinese population. So naturally, during the, the most infected part of uh, China's problem, there was still... Uh, flights in and out, you know, right before that, a lot of flights into New York. And um, so, and of course they had the Chinese New Year celebration. So I think that there's that high density of people together helped right. to propagate that. I don't see that happening in Baltimore. What do you think? Um, well, New York City is so saturated with people. And I don't feel, my lay opinion is that 
perhaps they didn't take the steps uh, soon enough to <clears throat> keep people in their homes and distanced from one another. The coronavirus is what they're saying is 10 times as contagious as the flu. So it can easily be picked up. Yeah, um, I do want to say that the nursing homes, we had two facilities in, well, one in, in Carroll County and then one in Frederick County here this past week. They are very susceptible to the, the virus. And it seems like when like 60 of the residents in one nursing home get it, that's, that's devastating. Yeah, well, my grandmother is 99 years old, so her hundreds of birthdays oh coming up goodness. in May. Yeah, and wow, she's still very active. She lives in like a, um, not in a nursing home, but you know how nursing homes now have cottages and little places around there for, for Correct. people to stay, yeah. mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, if they do get, um, to the place that they need greater care, they can move into a higher you know, a higher care facility. So of course she's used to people coming and going and visit her, visiting her. And I've visited her a couple times over the last, um, well, up until two or three weeks ago, cause I wanted to do an interview with, I did an interview with her at 90 and kind of chronicled her life. And I wanted to do one for her hundredth birthday also. And oh so goodness. I started working on that. Well, now as soon as this hit, they locked the place down. Nobody can get in. Nobody can can leave we're not even allowed yes. family's not allowed to visit her um so yeah you know and it's sad because she calls she calls my mom and says i've never been so lonely in my life you oh know. what a shame yep oh, wow so it's sad to be coming up on a you know 100th year birthday a time you should be celebrating yes. and she's like it's like the worst time of her life oh <laughs> Now, does does she have a window or? Oh yeah, is she yeah, yeah. She lives. She lives in a. You know, she's got two bedrooms, and you know, she has her own little place. It's like a, mm -hmm. a, a fourplex that she lives in. Is you know, one on each corner, about uh, fifteen hundred square feet each. So she's got really nice place, nice kitchen and stuff. But she, you know, nobody can visit her. So. Can you go and visit her through the window? No, because they won't let us. They won't let anyone in the oh the, the outer the area yeah on the property at all they get uh, they have uh, people uh, at, the, at the at the each of the entrances and uh, uh you know it's a couple hundred acre complex with uh probably wow. probably two or two or three hundred of these cottages plus uh 200 or 300 person nursing home and nobody can get in to see anyone mm, what a shame anyway, i'm sorry sorry to go into uh uh, <laughs> into all that but that's are, okay well uh what are some of your favorite hobbies favorite activities favorite foods tell us more about yourself uh well as far as activities um i was always into the fast cars i did a lot of boating i you know went to the track quite a bit um the dog track or the race or the horses or what the drag strip joe you don't seem like a, a drag strip person no well this was this was some years ago 7580 i don't know if you're familiar with that one yes indeed okay so spent many a friday nights there with friends and 
then I guess maybe once or twice every couple of years I'll come over here to Mason Dixon and watch a friend race. Um, uh, I like love boating, um, camping. Um, I was a member of the Y for quite a while until I broke my back. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, I had back surgery. Yeah, I had surgery five five years ago. How did five you, six years ago. How did you break your back? Probably the boating. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, well, my mom had some really bad back issues so I think I inherited some of it from her but you know just a lot of strain um so I have to be careful and I you know really loved it you know going to the Y and working out and staying fit I, I can't say that I'm not fit but you know just being active as far as foods I don't know I try to eat healthy I don't well I do like sugar a lot <laughs> Acquaintances from high school, I assume you kept in touch with your sister, but uh, who, else yes. from high, who else from high school have you <laughs> stayed in contact with or still communicate with? Well, after high school, I guess Cindy Kreider and I ran around a lot, and Penny and I did some things, and then as, you know, life happens, you kind of get away from um, some friends sometimes. Um, and then about, uh, was it last year that old home week was? Okay, so we all kind of hung out. Penny and Teresa was in town and Jeff and Cheryl and to see everybody that you see in that picture that's posted on our Facebook page. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so saw a lot of friends then and hope to see a lot more for our 40th, our 40th reunion. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Which, you know, is, is October the 10th, 2020. Um, and I, I really have a feeling that it'll be things here will be calmed down a bit. Um, as far as the virus and, I honestly believe that we'll be able to hold it. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I hope so also. So tell me, uh, you know, I I have uh, a bunch of grandkids now. I have six grandkids, so I'm an old man. Tell me, do you have any uh, children or grandchildren yet? I do not have any children. I do not have any children. I never had that opportunity. I have uh, 10 nieces and nephews. Wow. Um, I have great nieces and nephews and i have one great great niece and one great great nephew <laughs> uh, i was gonna make a joke about you being old <laughs> but, but then i figured out that since you're you and but then betty are the youngest siblings you would have older you know older si siblings that would indeed have grandchildren or yes. great grandchildren sounds like you can um adopt them kind of as your grandchildren I, I do, and I have, yes. It's a lot yep. of fun. I, I love animals. I mean, that that fills my my heart. I did see quite a few pictures of you with animals, so uh, I assumed you were an animal lover. Yes, and I um, the, the one and only dog that I ever had of my own, 
I had um, a long relationship with a fella here in Hagerstown, and he passed away three years ago this May, um, and he had a oh wine wine. I'm sorry to hear and, that. Yeah, it was hard. Um, so the blessing of, if you want to call it that, um, his sweet dog, Lottie, <laughs> she came to live with me and she was such a blessing, such a bless- blessing. Yeah, well, that's yeah. nice. It, it kind of made uh, a way to keep his memory alive, I guess, in your life. So, um, well, I'm somewhat afraid to ask this question, but I can't help noticing that you and Betty have the same second last name. So is that is that a story that you're allowed to tell or free to tell or what uh, what is what happened there? I can tell you my side. <laughs> And I'll let Betty tell her side if she wishes. Um, so when the the reason why I moved to Hagerstown is because I got married again. And Betty and her husband were dating and her husband had a brother. And so Betty and I married brothers. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. <laughs> Um, but I have, well, mine didn't last very long, (laughs) Um, which is is fine. And she, if she wishes to say more about her half of the rider. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know her half of the rider. Rick and I used to work together long. I had an HVAC contracting business back in the day and he was a, he did remodeling work and I would use him on different uh, jobs that I needed some uh, carpentry done. So I know. Rick. I gotcha. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's the story on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have one more question for you. My daughter had twins. And so oh. it's been fun. They're four years old now, but it has been delightful watching them uh, grow up and see what it's like to, uh, for twins to interact and to, you know, try to be their own personality, but yet they're so much alike and they, they cover for each other and, you know, will not, will defend each other to the death probably. But so what was it like growing up as a twin? It was hard on my parents. <laughs> um, I, I have four, four sisters and one brother. Um, Betty being one of the sisters. Um, so all the Betty and I are the youngest. So mom and daddy had help from the older girls. And I know we were a handful. I can remember fighting with her. Then we, you know, laugh and giggle and just have a good time. So it was kind of a mix of, you know, a couple of different things. Um, you know, playing tricks on boyfriends and, well, mainly over the phone, because I think they could tell in person who they were talking to. But on the phone, I remember playing tricks on them. And now that we're we're older, um, I, you know, we we stay in touch. We do try to do things together separately, aside from, you know, our family life. Um, my siblings and I, we like to get together still. Um, in fact, I guess it was 
Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, my, my mom and dad have both passed. Oh my. And, um, so we, we didn't sell the house that we all grew up in out on rabbit road. Well, we actually, we sold it within the family. Let's just say that. And, um, my nephew and his wife are living there now, which makes me very happy. Um, but we had one big picnic, of you know the entire family there might have been maybe 40 to 50 people there so we try to stay close stay in contact and like i said betty and i try to you know get together for dinner or see a movie that sort of thing well i appreciate uh joe appreciate you taking some time to talk to us today and hope to uh Hope to see you at the reunion. I see you on Facebook a good bit now that I'm paying more attention to Facebook. It hadn't been on for a long time, but I do appreciate you talking to me today, so thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Dean. This was very nice. All right, we'll see you. All right, bye-bye. We want to thank you also for tuning in and listening. If you have joined the alumni page or followed the alumni page or pages, uh, you will get all these episodes in turn. And I hope you enjoy them. We'll see you next time.